Hello, welcome to Lost Art. I'm Gar. I'm Helmet. You are. Sorry, I thought you were going to introduce me to the stand there looking going. No, that's an early podcast. Why is it taking, yeah. Do, do you're on your own this now. You're different. on your own now. This is a whole different. Do it yourself, you lazy. Oh, yeah, it's just two of us now. <laughs> nobody's, uh, nobody's covering for each other anymore. Yeah. So um, we're in this together. Uh, so this will be, I suppose, the official episode two, but realistically episode three, because we've done an introductory episode as yeah, well. Yeah, but we don't need to play that ever. Do we? Put it up. It's there. Oh, it's there? It's not up, but it's there. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, it's a good, no, it's good. It's I don't good. remember it, and I haven't listened to it. Is so. it because we weren't con- confined to the playlist? We were just yapping, and it was actually good. Oh, which we should. There, which we works. Should. Yeah, it does work. Which works. So, this one, this playlist, is... Uh, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot a little bit with this it's one. It's very hard. We I, thought, I we, thought it'd be piss yeah, easy. We thought this was going to be handy, but it wasn't. So, this podcast slash playlist is going to be songs by bands that don't sound like they should be in their catalogue or sound like they where the songs doesn't yeah yeah like they don't fit into the band's basically we go catalogue. that's by them you're like yeah. I know right yeah. it doesn't even sound like them yeah that's or it. else now, now naturally it might sound like stuff off that album maybe cause, but they're definitely not known for this in the global yeah, scale of things if they stand out it can, mean a few, it can mean a few things. It can mean they progressed or they degressed. Is degressed the word? Or they sold out. Sold out is majorly going to be a part of this, I think. Yeah, I think so. Or else they complete... Mine, mine has two extremely obvious songs, but they were, they're at the either end of the spectrum. As in one went poppy and one went... All of them are extraordinarily popular. There's not, really? There's not one on there that your grandmother hasn't heard. Oh, well, these uh, are quite popular. Now mine are absolutely full on basic bitch shit. Like I tried to stay away from songs I didn't like because I, I don't. That want doesn't to, bother me. Yeah, it doesn't really bother me that much either. But I don't want to put crap songs on a playlist because people will have to listen to them. I think I like some of these songs. Do I like, do, tell you what, I'll do my first one. Do your first right, one. Let's yeah. roll out. Right, uh, my first one is "Sabotage" by the Beastie Boys. I thought about that myself. Um, there's a lot of elements to it that do sound like Beastie Boys, but yeah, it does stand out, and it is a rock song. It's 100 a rock song. It's uh, the Beastie Boys are funny when they started. <coughs> when they started, uh, they basically wanted to be bad brains. So right. their first couple of records that you'll find is them as like a hardcore punk band. Yeah, they were obsessed with bad brains. Hence Beastie Boys, BB, Beastie Boys, BB, bad brains. That's why they chose oh. those. Why they chose those every day is a skill day. Yeah, on the podcast. So you you, you can find uh, early Beastie Boys recordings and there's no rapping. It's just them with instruments banging out kind of shitty hardcore punk songs. Yeah. Um, and this is most definitely a little throwback to their band days. Now, the lads obviously are not great musicians. This is... Yeah, they were just there. This is fun. Were, yeah. This is fun for them. Even when you, see, you watch it live, there's a famous... Uh, I think it's on The Tonight Show, one of those, The Late Show, and it's them playing Sabotage. And you can tell, to be fair, the lads are not super. No. It wouldn't... I, it's I, impressive that they did, though. Oh, okay. yeah. I don't even know if they actually played those instruments on that song. Right? They may have, and it took fucking six months. Yeah. But, uh, Sabotage... Sabotage is one of my favourite songs of all time. It's, it's, it's just super. outrageous. It's and it's, it's, a, it's a transcendent song. It goes yeah. beyond... Yeah. whatever. It goes, you know some it's part of two genres? Mm. And it just blows the two of them out and becomes its own thing. It's just one of those songs. And the breakdown, I'm going to build back up again, and the scream, yeah. stop. It's just, so, it, everything about it is perfect. It's the right yeah. length. Great lyrics. Super lyrics. The video was insane. So good. And the fact that they were brave enough to release it as a single. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, because it could have put a lot of people off. Man, you think about that fucking record label when they were listening to that album and they're listening to all the cool shit and ill communication, yeah. all those cool. Like, and then they've got this one. Because it's on the same album as Sure Shot. Yeah. Which is Beastie Boys. Bananas Beastie Boys. That's just Beastie yeah. Boys. Yeah. And it's very hard. Like, if you put them back to back, they don't really sound like they It's Heart Attack Man on the album as well. It is, isn't it? I can't remember. Heart I do like the album. I'm shy at names. You know what? I'm a DJ. I'm doing a music podcast, and I'm terrible at remembering names of songs. That's going to be normal. dead handy. This is normal for this. This is normal. <laughs> this is fine. Um, yeah. I, so for me, it's Sabotage by Beastie Boys. It's super different from what people know them for. People know them for Sure, sure Shot and Intergalactic and all that kind of stuff. Even Intergalactic, yeah. That's like, fucking nuts. Yeah. So when you think about their back catalogue of a lot of white Jewish lads from New York they were banging out hip hop. They were very they were white, but then, but then a few minutes later they weren't, really. Yeah. So they uh, embraced their, their, their history and the, the culture of uh, street music that they grew up with. And they banged out a couple of, a couple of rock songs slash... Do you have it whenever you hear the word sabotage, you start hearing the song? Like, something else like, that was sabotage, just, you just hear that. And then you just go, wow. I don't want that song to leave my head. No. That's one of those songs I could actually... There's very few songs that you get sick of hearing. Like, in... That that, that are of that calibre. And that's not one of them. Yeah. Like, that that could be played every week for the rest of your life and you wouldn't really get too sick of it. It's... No. There's always something else. Listen to once. I get, you know what? That should be my wake-up song that gets you out of bed. They should inscribe that song on your headstone. Yes. The, the notation for it. It'll only yeah. take one line. Because it's... <laughs> But Just then what, what if my headstone gets sabotaged and it's all a big oh, irony? Sickener. Pure sickener. What's your one? Uh, Joy Division, Love Will Tear Us Apart. Mm. Uh, it's the first song most people will hear by Joy what Division. What version of it? Well, the single. The main <laughs> single one. There's about 16 different versions of that fucking song released. The, the one that everyone the fast one that everybody knows oh yeah yeah I just does not sound like Joy Division <coughs> no sounds like New Order it sounds like New Order it has it it's it's geez, lyrically it doesn't sound like it lived on it's not it's um, okay no some of the lyrics are quite yeah grad but overall it's slightly ironic probably on purpose you know what I mean I can't imagine it being any other way but keyboard hook yeah I'm not, you're used to a Peter Hook hook mm. With the bass, and you're not. The, I think that's. I think it was actually Gillian from New Order who is playing keyboard on it. it you just, she done I it? think. I think so. I think. Yeah. I, know, I think it is. Um, actually, speaking of that, the, the 40th anniversary that today of One All Pleasures came out today. Forty years ago, was it? Yeah, and they've re-released it on a red vinyl, and the cover is white with the black fucking graph on it, which apparently was the way it was supposed to be. Oh. It wasn't supposed to be black with white graph. It was supposed to be. That's a fucking boy. I'm absolutely boy. I do not own that. I do not own that. See, if you listen to the album, the more you listen to that album, and especially close, actually maybe closer is probably closer to Love uh, Love Tears Part. It just doesn't sound like now. Love Tears Part is a fucking great song. What's your favorite Joy Division song? Song? Yeah. Fuck me. It's probably Transmission or Days of Lords. Dead Souls. Oh, that sounds great. I fucking love that. I, yeah. love, I love that Dead, Dead Souls isn't really even a song. It takes like half an hour for it to start. Dun, 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 it's so dun, dun, good. Dun, 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 it's so dun, dun, good. Dun. Uh, the Nine Inch Nails one is very, very good. It's but, very, very good. But the, the Joy Division one is the Joy Division creepier just, as fuck, man. It's, 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 it's bleak. Yeah, it's mad bleak. It's mad bleak. And it's also, it's got the same vocal hook that he does in pretty much every song. Yeah. So in short, if if a lot there's a lot of people out there who think they know Joy Division based on that song and they hear it you play it at a wedding oh yeah yeah, yeah. As a, no, as people a, go and dance to that yeah 
But if you've stuck differently. on, if you've stuck on atmosphere, or if you've stuck on dead souls, it's just so different. Mm. I think. Now, would you know it was them? That's not really the question of the podcast. Yes, but it's a bit of info, isn't it? It is them, and that's. Uh, I think it's vastly different. It's not on any of their albums, but a lot of their songs are. Back in the eighties, you release singles or albums. Yeah, you very release, very rarely probably put them on. So yeah, it's um, Love Voltaire's part. It's just no, I don't, I don't because I listen to Joy Division so much. Associate yeah. that song. I don't. Wouldn't really ever listen to it in my top twenty. It wouldn't even be my top twenty Joy Division songs, obviously. Mm. But it's a great song. But it's not really Joy Division for mm. me. What's your What's your next one? My next one might be controversial. Uh, and it is a painted black bit of Rolling Stones I can see why you picked it um, I can't think of any other song that's they ha- well okay that song Play With Fire is as dark as that mm. but it's a completely different song and you would probably know it was them as well I just uh, painted I black is very un Rolling Stonesy. although 60s Rolling Stones is different I see here's my thing about I, 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 I've said this a thousand, time, a thousand times I'm not the greatest and biggest Rolling Stones fan in the world yeah. I think they're I think they're a super band but for me I wasn't there on day one. I don't know if anybody is still alive, bar the actual Stones that was there on day one. Um, so I don't have the the connection to them that a lot of people would have. So when I hear most Rolling Stones stuff, it's just blues. It's yeah. just rock and roll and blues. And I have enough fucking terrible shit in my life already. Well, their you know? super early stuff is stuff that you'd imagine it sounds like f- flowery. A bit like a little, hippie-ish, a little bit. Yeah, not... not but Hippie Delta Blues like it's yeah but whatever it is about Paint the Black Paint no they went into that phase of quite yeah. dark but the, that, look, Paint the Black is a fucking flamenco song like it's Spanish like it's very very like, yeah. flamenco it's, it's, it has no no rock and roll to it it has yeah. no blues to it it stands on its own um, do you know how it sounds it could, do you know who it could be if you close your eyes sometimes it could be Iggy and the Stooges hmm could be a, a Stooges, if the Stooges could play their instruments, it would be. <laughs> um, it, it could be close. It's uh, it's easily my favorite Rolling Stones song. Paint the black. It's, it's that and Gimme Shelter. And they, shelter. But both of those are standalones. There's nothing. Gimme Shelter is. Uh, oh no! When it yeah, at the start, but when it kicks in, it becomes instantly uh, Rolling Stones. Yeah. yeah. His vo- vocally, especially. Yeah. We'll play, uh, play, but he's paint, real subdued in Paint the Black as well. He is that's, completely. That's it's, what's it's mad a, about. I think it's a song about a killer, presumably, isn't it? I have no idea. It's about painting doors. I think he doesn't like painting doors. I think he's got a job. That's his job. I think he has a six litre of black paint. Ooh. And he's just, he's after painting the walls and he's fuck up, he's, he's running out of stuff to paint. And he sees the door and it's red and he's not into it. So he's just going to use up the end of this black paint. Maybe he's just a got. He's a got. He's a got. He might be a got. Gots love that song. Not because it's painted black, because everyone fucking loves that everybody song. Everybody loves that song. It's not a human on here that doesn't hear that song. Uh, that's yeah. a fucking bop. I sing it in karaoke. It's one of my very songs yeah. I'll actually get up and do. For real? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, don't think I've ever sang karaoke. So you you win you win the belt on that one. I think that's about a, a ki- belt I think that's about a killer who kills girls. Do you reckon? I'm sure it is. I just think that. Can you need to listen in, to the lyrics in, again? In ter- yeah. <laughs> I think in terms of Rolling Stones songs, for me, that's the one that stands out. Stands out for me as well because yeah. it's the best one, and I love it. What's your next? Um, really, anything off the Silver Chair album, Young Modern, but mostly. Well, see that that's sort of defeating the fucking purpose of me. The, All of it. Straight lines. I'm gonna pick straight lines. Straight straight lines. Them, it's just. Silverchair came back out with this after a while. It's clearly Daniel Jones's own project turned into Silverchair for money. Well, maybe not for money. What but was the rough coin so difference between their album um, before that? It could be pushing, maybe. Oh, Jesus, I can't remember. I think they stopped around 2002, didn't mm. they? I can't remember. With the grunge, with it's just the dirty grunge. And they were great. Their riffs were great. I remember them His still existing in the early 2000s, sorry. Yeah, I think we're talking about... Uh, 
One two. Neon ballroom was that the name? Oh, I can't remember. No. I, uh, Surely so not the last one. You know what? Either way, when they came back out with this, it wasn't freak. It wasn't uh, tomorrow. It wasn't Jesus Christ. They have so many great songs for a young band. People called them. Well, remember we said it last last we were week. We talked about them last week. Yeah. yeah. Shit, we didn't mention them in one of the podcasts. Are we talking about Silver Chair? Yeah, that's two in a row now. Oh, we should just call it the Silver Chair podcast. And Silver get Chair. Hi. Hi, I'm Silver Chair. Hi, I'm Chair. You're mm. Silver Chair. Silver Chair. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to pick that straight line song because it's so poppy. They they went clearly Beatlesy. Hmm. See, in the, in the meantime, Daniel Johns had that project, uh, The Dissociatives. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Is that the name Something of it? Something like that. Yeah, and uh, it was brilliant. It was electronicy. This is less electronicy and more because th- they had a band called Silverchair helping them out. Silverchair. It's fucking. If you put that on, people go, "That's never Silverchair." Mm. So it might be kind of counterproductive to pick a song off an album that doesn't fit into the. You have thing. to pick a. If that's the song you're picking, it has to be the one that best represents it. Off that. That's album. what I think. It's really well. Probably not because it's really hard to listen to because I don't like it that much. But I'm going to pick that song. Sticking around you. I'm going to pick that song because it's so piano y and so. Okay. That's not true. Okay. And I was uh, stuck for ideas for this. I'm not going to let me vote for it. This is a tough one. Really this tough. This is tough. This sounded really easy when it sounded we piss easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like bang yeah. it out like. Yeah. No worries. Grand. And then you start thinking, like, no, no. I went through, I must have went through 100 songs before I copped down that they were. Not that different from the rest of the songs on that album, or that's what I'm thinking. That, or, era, or that, that era, yeah, that was tough. Mm. Come on, anyway, what's your number two? Is it two or your? And this is number it's your three. Throw, your throw, yeah. It's a uh, song two by Blur. Yeah, it's quite heavy. Mm-mm, I there's nothing, there's nothing as heavy as that in Blur, Blur's back catalog. I can't think of any. Well, I don't really listen to huge amount of Blur, but it definitely stands out as a mm. what? Like when that came out and the video was there. With the wind and the house and the in the room and all that bullshit, like that song was on every fucking movie and TV show and ad. It was it was on every ad. It was everywhere. It was just Ooh. everywhere. It makes perfect sense for it to be on. Uh, it's like, a get up and go song. One hundred percent. You ever see those people putting like the the surfboard on top of the car and driving off Woo! in a car, or exactly. it could be on the top of a rooftop. The Renault Megane, yeah. exactly. Or it could be a, a mobile phone out at a festival instantly. Yeah. but it's a perfect, perfect, perfect throwaway bullshit song. It's one hundred percent. It's like two minutes and ten seconds long. Oh, something fucking no, mad short. It's just it's a little rager of a banger, and it's so. What's fucked up about it is you can obviously hear. Like whoever wrote that guitar bit, that din in, din in, din in, din in, din whoever wrote that, they just padded this shit out of it and tried to make a song out of this one little riff yeah. that he probably wrote lying on a bunk bed in the back of a van. Because it goes through the whole thing. It's the whole thing. The whole song is that. Just has distortion every now and then. That's one hundred percent. It's literally a little stamp box and the, the drummer just doing little rim shots on the snare. It's very and good. It's very very good. It's very good. It's very good and it works. Yeah. But Jesus Christ! It's it, it couldn't be further away from. The vast majority of their yeah of their album. they've gone from cheeky chappy uh, indie pop. They've done kind of sort of more introspective stuff mm. on a is it that Think Tank they did on that album? Uh, yeah, tender, well, tender and stuff. You got tender. You've got fucking the Universal. I mean, the, yeah. there's a lot of these big kind of massively produced epics. Did you ever you hear know? Joe Dolan singing the Universal by Blur? Yes, it's yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah, Joe Dolan's a killer. Man. Oh, he's his, vo- his voice was unreal. But listen, but it's great to see him. Like when Tom, when Tom fucking Jones did that idea, that idea of doing popular songs an album, it was disturbing. He did Sex Bomb. He did yeah. 
it's sex just, bomb. It's disturbing Remember what how big that song was? Remember uh, how big sex bomb was? It was too big. It was... Oh, God. Because it wasn't there at the same time as... What she gonna look like with a chimney on her what? I think it was around the same time yeah. as them. And I think I think they were fighting at the same time. And I was like, please let that fucking chimney song win. Because that sex bomb is the most painful wedding yeah. shite and it's you know what it's cheeky enough that the granny will sing it with us like, I'm a little sex bomb who yeah. sang that originally oh you know what don't care it's fucking who cares don't care. who cares painful the way he sings it sex bomb sex bomb oh fuck yeah, off Jesus Christ I quite like fucking Tom Jones I love Tom Jones he's only done the the, the Curtis Matthews uh, fucking cold the baby is cold outside which we're not able to was that anymore. on it was that on the album though probably surely probably. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was covers with another person yeah so that has to be on that album so your man from Stereophonics was yeah. on it uh, I think Gigi Allen was two packs on 16 bars and Anyway, so Joe Dolan did the Universal, but he did it right. I think that was his voice is phenomenal. I think he did a good job. Back to Blur again. Yes, yeah. brilliant. That to me is is a is a. It is. I agree with that. Completely alien from the rest of the discography for me. Unless you're a massive Blur fan, which is not the point of this episode. No, not there's going to be people obviously who are massive fans go well they have more songs and heavier I get it but for, for they us, do not I, I'm going to put I probably don't think they I'm do I'm absolutely saying it right now they do not have yeah. heavier songs do you know what it is it's Beatles' Helter Skelter yeah which I was going to put on this list but mm. I don't want to I, yeah, I had a couple of Beatles songs going to throw on but the problem with, with the Beatles was that you can pick a weird song but like all the weird songs can be lumped into a weird Beatles genre yeah exactly so this, this is the problem I have with the Beatles and let's say uh fucking David Bowie is another mm. one you can't have them in it because they span so too much wide. it's too wide that if, if someone goes is that David Bowie they wouldn't be surprised to go oh well that must of be off that yeah. album or that, Bowie yeah. doing songs are fucking tricky and then doing orchestral yeah. songs and you, song. can't, you can't say you'd be surprised that that was David Bowie if you heard it like, really for real if you heard anything David Bowie personally wrote the music that they play on the elevator down to hell on that Black Star album like, <laughs> if you listen to that album that is actually what they play on the elevator down the, <laughs> the whole thing in particular the actual Black Star song yeah. that is 100% I forgot that that was 10 minutes long when I put it on karaoke oh, and, it. That's a million I'm glad nobody song. picked it yeah. I'm sorry someone did pick it and I went just remember that you're not doing that because uh, yeah. at the end of my night delete silly Good so I deleted that yeah it, it, yeah, uh, yeah I'd, I'd agree with uh, that anyway song two was mine what's your next one what is my next one it is just can't get enough by the Pesh Mode. Yeah. For some people, like like Love Tears Parts, for some people, wedding goers and people who say they listen to music but don't, it, it, they uh, will think that that is the Pesh Mode's biggest and best song. You think that's biggest and best? No, they would. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that's what your average people, not your average, because your average person, I think, would uh, go for Enjoy the Silence or mm. Personal Jesus. Yeah. That's the average. But I'm talking about it'd be hard to convince other people that they had songs they as have, dark yeah. as the heroiny stuff they have on that that song to me sounds like either the Pet Shop Boys or Erasure released it yeah well you see that's the opposite of Joy Division they started off with big keyboard hooks yeah. and catchy songs and that was a pure boy band yeah. it was Erasure and Pet Shop Boys yeah. that's where they were going I think until so. I think some producer or else maybe they just had fucking a bit of teenage depression possibly they really, someone must have said something, maybe you've got a deeper voice this music doesn't suit your voice mm. it's too uh, low mm. you should go with darker stuff whatever it was they started doing stuff like uh, 
stripped and mm. fly on the windscreen oh, off, black, off black celebration and it was like that's it they're gods now and it's fucking deadly every year I forget how big the pest mode are until I see somebody really? yeah until I see somebody post up photos from gigs they're, in, they're insane it's just I can't believe how big they are there's so many songs yeah there's certain bands like when you're making the greatest hits and you couldn't fit it into 20 yeah then you know that not just and I'm not just saying that as a massive fan I, I know people who just moderately like the Petron mm. and will still have trouble that's where I'd be like, I like them I like them but yeah. I, I don't know everything they, they have some very very corny moments very corny lyrics the odd time the last album I, I think was poor but we, for for me, oh, oh yeah, I I knew all the personal Jesus and just got getting enough yeah. and enjoyed the song. I knew all that, but when that uh, barrel of a gun song came out, that's what Unreal. made me pay a lot more attention. So did I actually. Yeah. Now I well I had albums from when I was younger, but then I went off them. I me think too. There's, a, there's a period there. I think me and you talked about it. There's a there's like a ten year period there where I don't know anything that happened outside of like the two genres that I was yeah. obsessed with. You know. Yeah, and you can sometimes just drop off a band for some reason. Could be an album, yeah. Could be any reason, but yeah, it happens, and, and it, is, it does happen at the time of your life as well. Yeah, where music doesn't mean as much to you. I, I think it's when you find something women. in particular. Women. Yes, that's all it is. Oh, then not, not necessarily, like pub, but definitely no, pubs and women. Pubs and women. You, yeah. you, you, because that's you go to awful. pubs, you're going to play the same stuff. Yeah. You, you know what? You, you learn about what music you like in your bedroom, yeah. and if you're in your bedroom a whole lot less, yeah. you're going to be. And you get a job as well. Around then, you're just listening to less. You just have less 100%. time to be sitting there. The time isn't there. The time, time isn't there, there. exactly. So you lose 100%. that. 100%. To be looking through your... Sitting around reading comics with your shitty little Sanyo so, fucking stereo. Yeah, so that's what happened show. to me with Depeche Mode. Because my brother-in-law would have given me Black Celebration when I was thinking that Personal Jesus was... Yeah. Like, the, well, like that's, that's an incredible song. Mm. But if you go back and listen to some of that stuff, it's very, very dark. And I think when it's, what it is is sort of sampled electronic rock gospel mm. which is a mad fucking mix there is definitely a gospel element well they have full gospel albums like yeah. Songs of Fate and Devotion is very gospel but uh, it's very grit, gritty and dark mm. as well and it's very heroiny. so just can't get enough going back to it I wouldn't put it anywhere near my top 50 the best Mode songs mm. I don't think it's a bad song I just think it's a, an intro to their that, that was that was a producer yeah they probably wrote they did write the song Vince Clark would have probably wrote that that when he's when he left, it got darker. Mm. He was very. If you listen to Yazoo, that's where he went. Yeah, yeah. That's what the pep was. Actually, there's a few sense. songs that I think that uh, there's a few songs that Yazoo had that were supposed to be the pep Definitely, more than likely. So it was good that uh, <clears throat> they went dark because I couldn't have listened to another Erasure and they would never be in the yeah, pep mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's gonna happen? Yeah. So what's your next? My next one is a little bit, a little bit weird. Um, and it is a 30 Seconds to Mars song and it's the biggest song it's The Kill great song it's a super song it's the only one I know exactly so. Do you know oh why? hang on yeah, yeah the rest of them are shitty yeah the rest of them are dirt they are absolutely like wannabe prog scutter is what they are the rest if you if you go on to Spotify which is what this entire podcast is all about go to Spotify and go to fucking uh, 30 Seconds to Mars and listen to that The Kill the vocal it. on that it's, it's just incredible it's right? out of, out of the, this world the, that one song kicked that band off so whether Jared Leto actually wrote that song and I came up with the e- perfectly emo just the right time right time right, right, at the, right at the end of it it was it just time and was spot on like the, the, the crowd were already there for it you didn't have to invent a, a posse you know they were already there And but you listen to that song 
and you go, Jesus Christ, that's a whopper little song. It's fucking. It's got all the, like the double finger tapping at the end of it, and everything. It's got loads of stuff going on, but it's kind of proggy and it's emo-y at the same time. And then you go and listen to like the rest of that album that, that was on. It there's nothing there. Like there's moments. Yeah. But they never find their legs. Yeah. They never. I find was only their talking legs. about this to someone on Friday before the cure, friend of mine, Bob, and he said that he got free tickets. I think to Thirty Seconds yeah. to Mars. So he went quickly to check the set list, only knowing the first album. And apparently they weren't sometimes not even doing most of the songs off the first album. Then fuck off. Maybe that one. Yeah. That one. That one, of course. And and the second the second one was supposed to be decent enough as well. Yeah. But and then if you go to listen to the later stuff, it's just it's pop, garbage. Pop. Yeah. Just pop music. It's, it's, there's nothing in not it. Not even good pop, just straight. No, there's nothing in it. I have gone through. So yeah, it. that is oh if you take their course song, if you fit all if you fit all their songs into the computer, which is probably a good way to talk about this podcast, it wouldn't spit out anything like that. No. No, that's an absolute like standalone track that is the biggest track, but they've never ever matched it. That's I, I would say if Jared Lee did write that song, that he wrote that when he was like fourteen. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he's been carrying that around with him for fucking thirty years. Yeah, and when he did finally decide, I'm gonna give this fucking music a blame. <laughs> he, sat, he sat down with the boys and he said I've got this song and he played them that and they elaborated on it whatever the fuck and that's what they ended up with and they were like holy shit we're onto something here now and they went into the studio and Jared's like oh, I've got loads more songs that like yeah. out in the last year since I've been thinking about getting a band together and they were all sculptor compared to that one yeah, I've, I've, it's I've, absolutely a the ones of, I can think of when some you know I can't think of any but the ones I can sort of think of the moments where I asked someone what's this plan and they said 30 seconds to Mars I went yeah. really and they said yeah no most of stuff was like this it was very weak and very yeah. calm and yeah. very keyboardy and yeah. very piano-y and not, or maybe not piano-y but it just was very it's an attempt at this weird kind of emo prog combo and it doesn't it yeah. doesn't work no it doesn't it's too work. soft yeah. it's not weird enough no like, it's nowhere yeah. near weird enough and it's not intelligent enough and it's not I don't even know who the fuck else is in that band bar him to be honest with you it, doesn't, it, it, it could doesn't. be Rent the Band it could be an actual band I, I have no idea G.G. Allen is he's back and then 30 seconds to Mars for him <laughs> um, yeah I, I, I don't know for me that's that, the only one I ever listened to the only time I ever heard this band was when someone sang that at karaoke mm. and it was like, the first person to sing it was a girl and she had to have been a professional professional singer you can tell sometimes the way they hold the mic and distance themselves and temper their voice to, yeah. to, and move their yeah. in and out and uh, I think she was a professional singer and she sang that and the crowd went fucking nuts for it because they heard the bars the intro bars kicking in and the first thing you do is distrust mm. a karaoke person to do that and uh, that's the first time I heard it and by the end of the song I went that's a great song tell me this as the master of karaoke yeah as the master of alternative karaoke right do you have down with the sickness yeah has anybody ever got that ooh ah ah ah, ah correct they've got they've got it they've got it passable but they've never got that nobody's nailed no way no should I put up a video of that before where it was people getting it wrong yeah but that's an entire internet thing it's there's brilliant people trying to do the ooh ah, there's ah, great ah. singers who fucked it up yeah. at karaoke it's impossible the it timing on it I can do it like this I can, I can do it like, but get the timing on it no but I, I can also sing it at the same volume or mm. push it out mm. I can do a fake whispery version of it which is what people's voices break during that more oh, than anything else yeah. not high notes it's that there's a big range like in that Ew. stupid grunt Ew. it sounds like a fucking record yeah. going yeah. Yeah. it sounds like a record the timing of trying to get people to nail that 
so it kicks in at the right oh, moment. They, they, well, the karaoke, karaoke does a lot of mistiming, but that would be missed. Yeah. So, like, ooh, or else they go over it. Yeah. And then, yeah. Oh, it's, uh, so, yeah, I'm picking 30 Seconds to Mars. I'm picking that song. Uh, what's your next one? My next one is It is Temporary Secretary by Paul McCartney. Okay. I'm supposed to stick that on now. The only reason I know it is because I think it was on a random Paul McCartney playlist, and I was like, is that Kraftwerk? Is it finished? Has it gone to Kraftwerk or has it gone to some sort of bizarre Devo song? It sounds like Devo mm. as well. It's a, a computer generated sound at the very start really? and all the way through the song. It's a keyboard doing. So it's supposed to sound like a computer, mm. a broken computer or something like that. And even his vocals on it and the guitar is very in the distance. Doesn't, there's very little effects on it. It doesn't sound anything like the Beatles. It yeah. doesn't really sound anything. You'd, if you were to push, someone put a gun in your head go, who's singing that? You'd think is that, it might be Paul McCartney. But there's no way it sounds anything like I the rest of the stuff. I do not know that song whatsoever, so I'm actually looking forward it's to this. It's fucking madness. Because I thought about putting, um, was it Maxwell Silver Hammer? Off Revolver? Yeah. But like we said, you can't put any Beatles on. Yeah, but that's... I think Helder Skelter is the least Beatles-like song of them all. Quite possibly. Because, and I know why it is, it's because Paul McCartney, no, sorry, John Lennon being, the two of them are so competitive. Mm. They're also competitive with other bands, Rolling Stones, mm. mostly, but then they heard, they read, I think it was in the NME, and I think the title was The Who Have Just Written The Heaviest Song Of All Time I can't remember what song it was I think it was it wouldn't be Bad But Riley. I think it was uh, Don't Get Fooled Again mm-hmm. they said the most aggressive heavy yeah. punkish yeah. song or whatever from a from a from a whatever either way it's a headline yeah, it was yeah. the, and he apparently he read that and went right we're doing that we're doing a heavy one and it is so aggressive yeah. and it's brilliant so you 2 have covered it Motley Crue have covered mm. it a lot of metal bands have covered it it is. It's very aggressive. Charles Manson covered it. Charles Manson. Did he? <laughs> he wrote it on the wall. Oh yeah, shit, just got yeah. that. Um, Jesus, man, my brain isn't. If I didn't get that joke just there, yeah, forget it. It's off. Gone. Yeah, forget it. Oh. Yeah, I, I do not know that Paul McCartney song. I will one hundred. It's very hard to say it now. It's about it, but you have to listen and go. Right, I get that. That's definitely not his vocals on it. Are at the start sound a bit Paul McCartney. Then it goes. It's it's also you might have to turn off by the end. It's just yeah, it's not happening. But berries into your head and won't stop and really? not in a good way in a I really like that super uh, repetitive I, I've got a, a, a mad soft spot for that uh, Paul McCartney and Kanye song 4 or 5 seconds yeah I fucking love it I fucking love it I didn't know it was them do you know one of my favourite uh, Kanye songs is also written by accent by Paul McCartney mm-hmm. all day all day I can't say the next word because it has oh, a yeah, big yeah, end yeah. Yeah. and the end of it here all day lad you hear him whistling mm. Kanye took that and wrote a whole bass line over that but then he stuck his on the end so yeah. that's probably the same sessions as the song you were talking yeah, about yeah. I think there was a whole album there I think that was with Rihanna as well that song yeah. was massive I, I missed that song and I heard it in a petrol station in Germany uh, well taking a piss and, you know, I think Kanye this? West is going to come up a lot on this podcast I think so it's very hard so. to, you know what it's very hard for me to hold my tongue when someone goes he's fucking shite I'm like okay what songs have you heard though yeah exactly yeah. honestly what songs have you heard have you sit down and listened to an album but anyway they listen, they I can't really elaborate too much on that Paul McCartney yeah. song apart from the side that when I heard it I went that's bizarre like, it's very computerised mm. it's clearly a sample you know the sample at the start of Bob O'Reilly where it's actually done by a computer mm. it's like that on acid mm, right on speed on that but well, they probably were all on them door acid yeah so what is your next one my next one is Quite possibly the most disgusting song of all time, 
and it is a uh, shiny happy people by REM. You're right, and you're wrong. It's, it's you're right for picking it, but you're wrong because you're a cunt. It's maggoty. Oh. It, it hurts. It fucking hurts listening to it. It is absolutely scaldy. Absolutely disgusting. Even if it's presumably yes, it's supposed to be ironic. Yeah. You don't even know. I, I, when I was thinking today about putting this list together, I went, I went through, geez, hours of stuff, and I was going through other playlists and trying to pick like little outliers to kind of get the juices flowing for ideas, and randomly it just popped into my head about shiny happy people. I forgot that that song existed. Yeah. And do you remember even how it starts? Oh. It fucking hurts me oh, so much. It's absolutely foul. Now, it's perfectly written. That's what hurts about it. Um, I actually read about it again today. It's it's so well put together yeah. for for a piece of uh, piece of scabbed. Yeah, a piece of muck. like a, a leper's foreskin. That's what that song is. It's disgusting. I went rooting on it today, and I read a thing, an interview with a Stipe where he said that. There were it was like a joke in the band where they were gonna challenge each other to write the most like bubblegummy bullshit pop song. So they actually sat down to write it. And they nailed it. But why did they release it though? Because it's so big. It's so big. It's just But I've tried to listen to that without thinking about the video. I've tried to put it on a playlist. Hey, 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 I've let's to, go. I've tried to put it on I've tried to put it up beside even poppier no. grunge songs like Cannonball by yeah. Breeders mm-hmm. and try and go into it and try make there's no level I can enjoy that fucking song on. Fucking cannonballs. I'm having that. Yeah, <laughs> don't mind that already for, for the other, for the other playlist. And do cannonball. <laughs> no, for the other playlist. No, yeah, that, one, yeah, yeah. Um, that's Shiny happy people. That'll has, work on both. Has Kay Pearson from B52s on it? Yeah. And uh, I, I yeah. hated B52s at that I stage. I love the B52s. B52 but can you imagine how much I hated that song when I already hated that band yeah. as well? And oh. I didn't really care too much for R.E.M. because of... Because I that, love R.E.M. Actually, I think I loved them before that song. Yeah. I can't remember. I love R.E.M. I can't remember. Crush and all that. That's some sad No, no. Stuff. Now I love R.E.M. Yeah, yeah. Back then. Especially. But back back then when, when like Shiny Happy People and all those fucking Lose My Religion and all that. Like, oh, drive. Yeah, there, there was there were massive songs, but they were uh, now they're alternative songs. But back then they were pop songs because we're on the radio every five minutes, yeah. on the TV all the time. I there don't particularly no like Everybody Hurts. I think it's a perfectly sculpted song. I, I, I know, no, I think not, I think it's been around for me. I, think. I would not listen to it. I think it's just been around for me. Does everything off automatic for the people can probably eat all the dicks? Oh like, no! Just, I'm, I'm saying it's a great album, but everything on it is just disgusting. I think it, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just trying to avoid talking about shiny. Yeah, it's so bad slash good. It's uh, it's so perfect. And it you know what annoys so me well. as well is it what's your man in the is it the, the guitarist who's does the back and vocals as well? Mike, Who cares? Mike something. His one shiny in the back makes it even worse because I don't not mind his uh, fucking up groucho. That was that Muppets, what's that uh, bungle type of fucking yeah. voice he has. Or, yeah. or uh, uh, Sesame Street voice he has I, and that it annoyed me even more I was I'll tell you what, what's weird is that today I in the back of my head I knew that the, the woman from the B-52s was on that song but I'd forgotten about it and while I was listening to it I was walking up uh, where was I walking I was walking up uh, Francis Street and I had that song was playing and it was raining out so I didn't see what the scene whatsoever 
and the bit where whore came on I went that sounds like the boy from B-52s because she does that fucking ah, 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 fucking thing that she does in every single song ever and I forgot how much I actually like the B-52s because the B-52s is just the pop cramps yeah I hated them with a passion as a kid when I heard uh, Love Shack because I just Lo- I just got under my skin and Lo- I hated it oh, Love Shack has to be one of the greatest pop songs ever written that is physically painful to listen to I can't listen to it, it fucking hurts so much because how many times can your man do that fucking like you got a little picking and he picking on the chicken it goes back he, like, <laughs> it's just torturous I love her bits in it she's a, they're all great yeah but that dude Jesus fucking Christ that song is seven days long it is it doesn't end and I reckon that that's the radio that we know of more than likely I reckon I'm, on the album I'm sure there's like a 12 yeah. inch maxi single version of it where it's him you do a little lick and then you stab a little yeah. chicken and you do a little <laughs> surfing and you it's just constantly him and he builds up to the point where he just explodes yeah I remember when I was DJing someone goes can you play b 52s I went I don't have I went, no I don't want to play rock lobs I was like mm. fuck I forgot that was rock lobs are super and I listened to it again when I played it I was like Banger. Yeah, riff and a half. It's pure surf. It is it is happy cramps. It's pure fucking cramps. Pure like Dick Dale on acid. Yeah. What's your next one? My next one is a song by Dead Can Dance. Dead Can Dance. Uh, a passage in time after the very first album, Dead Can Dance. Listen to it now. If you sorry, if you went and listened to the last six Dead Can Dance albums, there's no way you would think that this was a Dead Can Dance song after the first one. They changed so much. It was one of those debuts that branched off then the band became Basically, kind of a uh, dark world music mm-hmm. is what they are now. Mm-hmm. They're not a million miles away from maybe a got the enigma. Mm-hmm. That's that's putting them down. I think they're a lot better than that. I know you love enigma. This song sounds like maybe it could be something like Virgin Prunes or mm-hmm. something. Just maybe even Bauhausy almost mm-hmm. gothy rock. It's a goth rock song, but it's actually one of their happier goth rock songs, which makes it even less like Dead Can Dance. Mm-hmm. If you listen to that Passage in Time next to any of their big hits well I say hits because they're not an accessible no, band at all at all but they're incredible yeah they're, they're just, super they're, some people say it's soundtrack music I think you can listen to it without thinking about it like that there's nothing wrong with soundtrack music no but I'm, tr- I'm trying to say like if you had to put them in a, in a category you'd have to put them in some sort of world music they use every type of instruments mad instruments that I wouldn't have even like known of you said the name of them the, the Mobengue yeah. Congo yeah yeah Initially, they, they didn't use any real instruments. I don't think. I think it was all keyboard-based stuff. Oh, right. Everything was until, synthesized. Yeah. Um, most of their albums recorded. Not most of them, but a good chunk of them recorded in Ireland. Really? In a church in Cavan. Jesus, we found the use for Cavan. Yeah. Not as a satellite town for Dublin. Um, I don't know if they have many links to Ireland before. I think. Oh, hang on. I think maybe Lisa Jarrett's parents possibly could be Irish. Or his parents. So he's English and she's from Australia, mm. I believe. But that's where they started anyway. I think Australia went to England. But they lived in Ireland in that church. That's I think it's still up for they sale. They lived in a church? Lived and I think they lived in it. They recorded in it anyway. Mm. It was recorded. I'm almost positive, yeah, he lived and recorded in it. Not sure about herself. She's an unbelievable singer. Just mm. she did some stuff on Gladiator. I know, I know the bigger Dead Can Dance stuff from just the, some of the kind of goth clubs that we've done in here. Yeah. I am um, in the pub. And uh, I think I had an album when I was a young fella. Yeah. And I do not remember anything about it right now, but I guarantee you, if you put it on, I probably know it from start to finish. Really? Yeah, yeah. The whole album? Well, a lot of it. Yeah. I remember it. I love their stuff. Mm. I can see why 
they're one of the few bands I love but can be in the humour of not listening to it at all please don't put it anywhere near me I can get like that with Marcy as well oh, sometimes I'm like would you shut the fuck up yeah, Marcy please, just man. shut up yeah. two yeah. songs in you really have to be in the humour you could have to be either it's just you could listen to the Marcy Happy or the Smiths like that and I find the same with Dead Can Dance sometimes to be so much of the wailing and repetitive uh, mantra like instruments you just be like ah fuck off just give me a give me song too yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and sabotage yeah for, for me a lot of that music is there's a time and a place for it and then you've got your kind of garbage throwaway music like your song tools like you were saying yeah. that's just you're one and done almost you know you just need a little palate cleanser of some absolute bullshit yeah that you already you may have never have heard song two before but 20 seconds into it you know exactly what you're getting until it's over you know it's that it's not gonna, gonna be it's, it's not gonna change it's, yeah. it's it's kind of a pop smells like teen spirit yeah and even that was a pop nirvana in a way so easily in the top I think 10 songs of all time possibly smells like teen spirit alright just because of how perfect it is it's just so perfect more than a feeling too yeah it is the same it riff is, isn't yeah, it yeah it is yeah dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it it's exactly the same. He, so he, the, he admitted it as well. You can tell that I'm tinning out with ideas coming from throwing dead can dance out there. The Not first, necessarily. The first album is very limited from what they could use compared. To, like now, their stage setup probably costs fifteen to twenty. No, more than that, fifty, sixty grand instruments. Back then, it was a couple of keyboards and a guitar, I think, or whatever like that. And it's because the it's soft sell, like soft sell, was just two lads. It was. It's almost like. Virgin Prunes or something like that not even really like that it's it's almost t- kind of electronic it is electronic oh yeah, yeah. absolutely electronic but, but it really does sound like it yeah and his voice doesn't his voice is his voice is incredible both of their voices I, I, I find it hard to, to pick a band to have two better singers two better singers than them mm. together they're both world class singers it. world class singers mm. he's a very underrated singer she's a very well right so everyone knows how yeah, good Lisa yeah. Jarrett is Brendan right. Perry's fucking uh, you know it's not much more I can say you'd have to listen to you'd have to if you, if you I think if you're a dead kind of fan and you, or even you, if you knew their stuff and went back to it and go shit that sounds like just a rock band mm. something like that what is your next one my last one your last one yeah my last one is uh, The Sweetest Thing by U2 yeah I mean I don't know much of their later stuff but that did strike me at the time as not a very U2 this song the most un U2 song yeah. ever um, oh, was that a cover? I don't think so. No, he wrote it for his missus. Yeah, when he yeah, fucked he, up, he missed the anniversary or something. He missed the anniversary. So he went to Dublin for the day and made a video for it and gave all the things to charity. Oh, no, who cares? Like, I'm not, I'm not a YouTube begrudger. I'm like, not just, either. I'm, I'm just sick of him. He's definitely an annoying cunt, but so what? I, I, at the same time, I never. He's also him. a brilliant cunt, though. I never. I know loads of people that met him in City's Deadly. I'm sure he is. I yeah. don't. I don't you have really to understand care. that he's also a rock star. Yeah, and one of the biggest rock stars in the world. Yeah, you can't just be. You can't be fucking. Anyone that's that been sound all the time. Anyone that's been on the Simpsons is beyond reproach. Like that's <laughs> that, that's the level. That's I think as far as I'm concerned, that's the fucking the cut off. Yeah, you have to make allowances for people who never get told no any time yeah. ever and still aren't a scumbag. Yeah, which he's not. It doesn't seem he's far like from it. He's a he bit seems, tax dodgery, but that's the that's he's the tax game. dodgery that's and he's game. a little bit sanctimonious and yeah. I'd say possibly a little bit insufferable. But I'd say I think apparently like on the one to one or in a party like that, absolute normal bloke. Hopefully, hopefully, I, for me. That song, 
I, I fucking hate it so it's much. It's bad. It's a bad song. It's, and the videos. My love, she tells me like a rubber ball. It's just. Oh, oh. It's just. It's terrible. It's bad. Very bad. Like, as, as bad that's as. Their, that's their shiny happy people. Yeah, but as bad as shiny happy people. <laughs> like, as bad as shiny happy people is. Like, you think that this is worse than shiny yes. happy people? No way. You reckon? Well, only it did let it did let me down a little bit. I think it's shiny happy people was like made. It was like there's work put into it. I can't think of the middle eight or different part that's on sweetest thing. Where does it go? <laughs> What's the bit where it changes though? They just keep doing that yeah, forever. Yeah, that's why it's shit. And that, and that and it's an awful melody. That's the same. That's yeah. the same thing. That's exactly. the same part. Yeah. It's so bad. Oh, that's even a that's a worse bit. It's so bad. Mm. I don't think it's even on an album. I think it was on. It was banged onto a best of or the greatest hits or something. Like I think that. it was used to launch a great. Uh, 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 it was like a new track on a greatest hits or something like that, wasn't it? That was their first. Remember, they had a double greatest hits. How that was dismantle, was it? No, no, I, I don't fucking remember. They had one. Oh, they had the, the buffalo the, the, and the, the, yeah, yeah. the, the, the first part and the, and the, the second part. Yeah, the um, pre nineteen eighty. Yeah, and so I think this was to launch the second one. I think it could be wrong. <coughs> I don't remember. I just remember them having a parade. Isn't it great that you can launch a greatest hits with a new song, knowing that is going to be a greatest hit? Well, that's it's, that's how you, it works, really. When, isn't you, it? when you think about it, that's proof. That the lads in that band and the producers and the engineers and the A and R and the label they've surrounded themselves with are one hundred percent firing on all cylinders. Where they can hear the song and know, know oh, yeah, instantly yeah. this is a this is a ten out of ten, absolute grade A banger for you too. This is gonna be Yeah, so bands don't pick their singles really. Anyway, I don't think they They probably do. But oh, they would, yeah, but they I'm saying, would, but they, they're, they're, they're they're on the same wavelength as the as the producers exactly, now at this stage. Yeah. They, yeah. So in order for a new song to launch a greatest hits or whatever it was, but uh, and then becomes a mainstay. It's an absolute anthem, like that's what I'm saying. It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? It's a fucking. A lot of people have done that. A lot of people have released a big song. I can't straight up think of any off the top that's of my head. Probably a podcast. That's in a podcast. Itself, but songs that launched their greatest hits and became on the greatest. A bonus hits. Tr- track on a, on a no, no, not a bonus. Like up there with them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, up there with yeah. them. When you think about it as well, like that, that song. Is I so think Aerosmith did it a bit before. With big ones, I think they were released. That fucking asteroid song, whatever it's called. No, no, that was after that. That was after that. I don't fucking. There was for me. There was uh, Aerosmith, uh, Run DMC, Aerosmith, and then nothing, and then Bruce Willis, Aerosmith. Oh, they had the grunge period. I know kids had a grunge period. No, they're crying, amazing, blind man living on the edge. Janie's got a gun. Elevator, I suppose. Yeah. Well, that's still their glam. They would. Man, we should do it. We should have another podcast. Has to be the grunge phase of bands because Blur too, Blur song two is from grunge. Loads, yeah, I do think it's a trail off from grunge. I think Motley Crue did a couple of grungy bits. All of it, uh, Kiss Revenge is a grunge album. Yeah, all of it, all, everything. Even the, that's the first album done with no makeup, and they're wearing like leather jackets and yeah. flannel shorts. Grunge was so big that everyone had to just do it. Done a version of it. Did did it? Yeah. Mm. And I think that Aerosmith have a good few grungy songs. Do you know who, who, Living on the Edge is a very grungy. Do you reckon song. Soundgarden are a grunge band that aren't grunge at all? I think most grunge bands are not grunge bands. Yeah, me too. What is the? You can, I can make an excuse for everyone except Nirvana. Yeah, because they are so. They what, are. What, that's because that's what it came from. That's it. You yeah. can't call them no, but yeah. they're also punk and they're also very. They can be very punk, but they're also bluesy as well. But mm. Nirvana are grunge. You can make an exception for everyone else not being Stone Temple Pilots get lumped in. They're definitely not grunge. Yeah, maybe they're hard rock, bluesy rock. Yeah, Alice in Chains are bluesy metal. Yeah, and yeah. blues rock. Uh, 
Is that all it is? That it's just hard rock with loads of blues thrown on top of it. Is that all? It That's was? a big part of it, but it's 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 not the, it's not the genre. It was to, it was to play sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the only. It's also the look. Yeah, it was a look, but that's 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 a that's a music label that doesn't represent doesn't the music at all. Yeah. It's just they a lot of them do. Soundgarden are very bluesy, and a lot of times they wouldn't go that heavy. They're mm. also, oh, I'm not I'm not massive fan of Soundgarden. Yeah, they're oh, grand. Oh, People mean, are always surprised to hear that I'm not a massive mm, Soundgarden fan. I remember uh, was it down on the upside? Is that what it is? I can't forget. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. it's I, I remember that being the thing. And then all of a sudden it was super black. unknown. Yeah, super unknown. That Butterfinger was before all them, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. They're um, good. They're good. I was what I'm saying. I just I wouldn't keep. I, I think that super unknown is perfect. That is great. Now, I think to it's be perfect. Yeah. I only re-listened to it again for, uh, for the first time since it came out about a month ago. I just randomly got talking to somebody about Soundgarden, and I said, "Fucking up again." Same thing. Banged it on Spotify on the bus, and from the the second it starts. Well, like my wave and all that kind of shit and I was like holy fuck and it was one of those albums where I even though it been 20 years I remembered every lyric yeah every lyric and every change I love that yeah when your brain starts dusting off yeah. like dusting shit that's off that's what it was like it was it's like very 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 shelf. healthy it's yeah very, it and it makes you feel great yeah. when you're especially if you forgot it if you know you're gonna know it it's grand, but if you think you forgot and just things are getting dusted off, it's like a room getting dusted off. Mm. Things are getting pulled off tables. You're like, holy shit! This is my brain is just working over time to remember this as it happens. Now after after that album, I don't I don't know what happened. I don't remember. I couldn't tell you a song they put out after uh, Super Unknown. I couldn't tell you. I was out. Yeah, they I probably did. I, I couldn't I, tell they you. Absolutely did. They put one out before he croaked, and I couldn't tell you if it's good or bad. They put two out before he died. Yeah, um, I don't. Like I said, I think they have some killers, but they do. That album is great. Yeah, listen, it's just one of those bands where I can't listen to them. I couldn't do a full album of Soundgarden. I don't think genuinely, apart from Super Now. Yeah, but that, that's that's the pinnacle, really, isn't it? That's the fucking uh, the nevermind of of it, or the ten or whatever. Yeah, all those bands from that era have one album that defines them. They might have better songs on later albums. Of course, but they have an album that's of course. Yeah, killer. And there's a lot of times you can make a better album with the other songs, but you'd have to put them all together from different albums. It won't be that it's album. Like Incesticide. I think Incesticide in, in Utero are my favourite Nirvana albums. And Incesticide I like a lot because it's just a jum- mumble jumble of yeah. shit that they found, you know. I like a lot. Anyway, what's your last one? I couldn't really think of a last one because it was so hard, but I think I'm going to go with Richard III by Supergrass. Very mm. song two ish. It is. It reminds me of song two a lot. The riff. I, you see, this is the problem. I've kind of fucked up by not knowing a lot of Soundgarden. Yeah. I think that they used to be a punk band. Am I wrong? I don't know. So do they well, have? I think they do they have a any band? Do they have? Because I'm thinking all right and can you hear us pumping on your stereo? All them big, big anthems. I think what happens, I even Cop of the Fuzz is good, but that's still very happy. Cop of the Fuzz is a punk band. It's a punk band song. Um, it's a whole you, band. The whole song is a punk yeah. band. Um, I think all right. We are young, we are free. I think that's their worst song. That's their most popular. Yeah. I think that maybe that doesn't represent them. That definitely doesn't represent. So them. maybe that was a bit. That's, that's, that's absolutely way off there. Even by Oisha Coco standards, by that album standards, I love Supergrass. I fucking love um, the first two records in particular. I f- I'm obsessed with them. You see, this is. I'm glad you're catching me on this before we get people. Um, oh, what are you talking well, about? Richard the Third is very much a departure they have a lot of so- a lot of songs on both of those albums that are 
like to me that sounds like fucking I don't know Cooper Temple Claus or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's very, it's very. It, it's, it, it, is, it sounds like the bartender and the thief by Stereophonics, right? That's another one it's, of them. Yeah, it's got that like same thing. Look Except that gets quite happy in the middle. To a degree, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is, it is, it is but it's aggressive. a big solid rock yeah. Marshall fucking stacked riff is yeah. what it is, right? Played on a Les Paul. It's just a little right. It's just a little stomper of a song. Again, I think probably he, used vocally he, he's different on it. He's much more. But he's, 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 he's not using his range. Doesn't have to. No, he just roars. But that's what I'm saying. Fact. I really like that about it. Apparently, that that album, uh, that album's called In It for the Money. That um, that song is on, and the reason it's called that this is really cool. The reason it's called that is because they're uh, they got decided on a name for that album and it was going on for months and months and months the album was recorded everything was ready to go but they couldn't come up with a name they could not decide on a name for the album and the manager said I'll give you 10 grand if you give me a name for that today and they said fucking in it for the money then and they took the 10 grand off the manager and that's what they called the album bingo yeah fact of the day and it's ironic because they definitely weren't in it for the money they absolutely weren't but like uh, when the sun hits the sky and all they, they had that real they were like the monkeys too that's to me. That's yeah, what. That's what super grass. Maybe that's probably why this wasn't. Like, listen, man, I was under pressure with this last mm. request. I was only thinking about it up until yeah. we started the podcast. I'm not going to lie, I should have thought more about it. That, We're supposed to be researching. Believe this it podcast. or not, I believe you may have stumbled upon the best talking point in the entire podcast with that song, because that band. Well, they might have been lumped into like alt rock or alt pop or whatever the fucking yeah. genre was at the time had massive diversity across all their records. Massive diversity. And yeah. it would have been incredible. They were only shoe-holed, like, shoe-holed, shoe-horned, into a... <laughs> Pigeon-holed. Pigeon-shoed. Pigeon-shoed. Shoe-pigeon. Exactly. Into these little kind of genre holes by their singles. Yeah. But when you look back at all their singles, none of yeah. their singles line up. They're, they, they have a, a, a blurish tint to them in that degree. Like you can look at someone like the the Manic Street Preachers, who have this continuous kind of style. You know, they get bigger and more poppy and more operatic essentially yeah. as they go on because there's more money thrown into them, and they get to spend more time writing the songs and putting the effort into the production. But I always got the feeling off Supergrass that your man Gaz Combs just showed up in rehearsals every three or four weeks and he had four or five songs written random just random, random. just could yeah. be happy he was sitting at home listening to fucking Minnie Ripperton and he was listening at home sitting yeah. at home listening to fucking whatever he yeah. come up with and he come in and have the song and it's fucking see I always put off of him because I didn't like All Right All Right is fucking shocking like it's uh, huge the, the only the only way I, I liked them was when I got a see remember Shine those yeah indie compilations yeah, yeah. it was one of them or else it was free and I had a copy of the fuzz on it I was like copy of the fuzz is a super song it's really really good I, and I didn't realise and then obviously they started to get better they, but even that first album there's there's moments of brilliance on yeah. that album well I didn't listen to it because of all right really? so there's like Man Size Rooster and Sofa of My Lethargy and there's some songs on that album that are they're classics like yeah. again it sounds it sounds like you took a band from like 1969 and gave them like equipment from the 90s and a producer and a digital recording studio you know uh, and they weren't stuck to uh, listen to whatever was playing in the jukebox in the local cafe yeah. they get boy tapes and they could boy albums and they had a wide range of music stuff to pull from I, I have a lot of time for Supergrass I think at the end they got a bit ropey and um, I think I listened to Super 40 Animals instead I never liked <laughs> Super 40 Animals that much I liked the big giant single they have whatever it's called 
Um, Fuck me. What's the name of that? I can't remember. It's basically the really softer version of fucking uh, Black Grape. That's the way I always looked at Super Forty Annals. A Welsh version of them boys. They were still doing yokes and loads of coke, but they just had guitars instead of fucking seventeen members with bongos and shakers. That's all. Like Black Grape to me are an abomination. I hate that band. A, an abomination. A happy Monday. You know, dying a fire. A smoking Black Grape. Do you know what would make? And I hate all of the music. I hate all of the music that Black Grape. Black Grape make but it's made a hundred times worse by him singing over that he can sing over other stuff it's fine but him singing over that is the worst mix so joyful and triumphant do you know what imagine that was imagine that was some really soulful singing over that you'd forget about it it would go about it'd be fine can you imagine like that that song Manchester Reggae but and it's not even Reggae oh Black Grape I don't like them at all it's not good I tried desperately to like Black Grape can't do it but Sorry. I didn't really like Happy Mondays, so it was, and I don't like reggae. No. I don't really like. I don't even happy like the, shit. I don't even like the Stone Roses. This, I, I love the Stone Roses. I can't do it. I love them. We talked about this last week. I'm, we, not, yeah. I'm not going to do it again. Listen, uh, that that yeah, that's uh, all I have anyway, and I, I can tell I was getting tin on that happens. tin air. That's fine. The but next was, one is a killer. We're not going to tell them what our next one is. But the next one is a pretty good one. Yeah. And. Uh, Everybody can sing along at home. That's the beauty of the next one. I think you might know them already. Yeah, I think you'll know them. Anyway, we're going to knock this one on the head and we shall be back uh, soon with the next episode. That's episode two in the bag, in the ball bag. and uh, <laughs> In the pigeon shoe. In the pigeon shoe. Uh, good night.